to the Cincy Reformed Podcast. My name is Zach Wise. I'm here with my co-pastor, Brandon Burks. We are pastors of Westside Reformed Church, and we are glad that you're joining here, uh, joining us uh, with this week's episode. We're going to be talking uh, this week about um, catechesis of children, and we want to make this quite practical. We did a short presentation at our re- recent Nurture Conference, where we were focusing on the theology and some practicalities of um, raising children and, and schooling children, not just in like reading, write, writing, and arithmetic, but um, broadly speaking, holistically speaking. And one of the presentations that Brandon and I did was a, um, uh, a tips on catechizing your kids. We have some firsthand experience at, um, of doing that in our own homes, also at our church. And so we thought that maybe some of these tips would be uh, helpful uh, for you. So um, I guess... Shall we just jump right into it? Sure, yeah. You want to start us off? Let's do it, yep. All right, first tip for you is just simply to identify a faithful catechism. This might go without saying, but if you are using a bad catechism, then you're really not helping your kids all that much, are you? If you accidentally pick up a Jehovah's Witness catechism, I'm not sure if they have one, or a <laughs> Mormon one, then you're probably undermining the uh, Christian faith you're seeking to pass down from one generation to the next. So where I would suggest that you go is first to go to the pastor of your church and find out, does your church have a catechism that it confesses? And if so, then I would say use that catechism. Provided that you believe your church is faithful, provided that it is biblical, then use that catechism. If your church does not have one, then ask your pastor to recommend to you a good catechism. If your pastor looks at you and says he doesn't know what a catechism is, then you might want to consider going to a different church. <laughs> I'm saying that half-jokingly. Only half, though. But um, if all else fails, use the Heidelberg Catechism. It is a wonderful catechism that we use at a West Side Reformed Church. So, first tip is to identify a faithful catechism. Mm-hmm. Uh, tip number two would be start when they're young. You know, when children are four or five years of age, I mean, you can really start them m- memorizing. Uh, I think that uh, my... Um, my three-year-old was even getting a lot of the of the catechetical material as I was catechizing uh, my then six-year-old, and we're going and, and reviewing the Heidelberg Catechism, and sometimes he would actually get stuck on an answer, and then my three-year-old would chime in and answer it for him, and and it just kind of struck me like kids can really get this stuff. Kids can memorize things that they learn differently than we do. Their minds are like sponges, and. You know, I, I think we also undervalue or underuse um, that period of time in which their minds are like sponges. And we should use that as an opportunity to store in their minds various pegs that they can hang things on later. They're not going to fully understand every point and, and, and uh, tittle of the, of the catechism. There's going to be doctrines or points or words that they're not going to comprehend as well. But, at, but if it's stored in their mind, 
Christians at a young age, as they grow up and as they're listening to sermons, as they're reading the Bible, they're going to have these light bulb moments of saying, aha, that's what that meant. And that's what that was saying. And But even adults have that. I mean, even as adults, we grow in our understanding of these things. Even basic doctrines that we thought were very basic, the more we meditate and think on them and live life, we, we have these moments of aha, um, that's how that applies here. And so what, what we're doing when with starting young is we're giving children a great foundation where they can grow and understand and um, and have a much more richer uh, walk with with Christ uh, and reading scripture and uh, into adulthood as they've had these mental pegs memorized from an early age and they can begin hanging things on those pegs. Excellent. Third tip, repeat after me. That is a very key phrase as you begin to instill memorization uh, toward your kids. And this is especially if they're not yet able to read, but you're just doing this orally. You say to your child, you know, ask the catechism question. So for example, what is your only comfort in life and death? And then say, now repeat after me. You give them a phrase that I embody in soul. Then your child answers that I embody in soul. You say in life and in death, they say in life and in death belong to my faithful savior, Jesus Christ belong to my faithful savior. So you go on, you begin the process of catechesis by that repeating after one another. And what you'll begin to do then is to lengthen the phrases that you are asking them to repeat after you, beginning with a short phrase, maybe even word for word if it's a short answer or if it has some complex words or if your child is younger, but then adding more and more to it that they keep hearing it, they keep saying it before they begin to do much uh, memorization and filling in the blank and things like that. So your first uh, key phrase is repeat after me. Mm -hmm. um, the fourth tip is fill in the blank. One of the games that we play, so I, I lead a, a catechism memorization class at church, and one of the games that I'll, I'll have, have the kids do is I'll have them line up in the back, and then we'll kind of go down the line, and so I'll start with the first kid, and I'll say, okay, if, if you get this, this answer right, you can take two frog jumps forward. And, and then there's like a goal or, or, or a line that they have to cross, and whoever is the first one to cross that goal wins. And so we'll kind of go, go down the line, and I'll tell, tell them like what kind of animal they could hop like or whatever. Um, but what I'll do is I'll read the catechism, and then I'll stop somewhere in the middle. And they have to tell me what, what the next word is. And so if they tell me what the next word is, they can take those two bunny hops or uh, whatever it is. Um, also, what I've done is, and especially with older kids, I'll write the catechism on a board. We'll read it together. I'll erase one of the words. We'll read it again and see if we can kind of fill in uh, that, uh, that word that, that I erased. I'll erase another word, and then we'll see if we can do it. And then I'll just keep erasing words until we're looking at a white blank board and we're reciting the entire catechism. Uh, so that's also another, another way to do it. So you can do it with kids that read and kids that are not yet of reading age. I mean, you can do the fill in the blank either way. Excellent. So that's the fourth tip. The fifth is review the old answers. Uh, probably best to begin your catechetical work uh, with your child working on the new material because that's going to be more mentally taxing. So begin there with the repetition, with the having them fill in the blank, and maybe you get to a point where they're able to get most, if not all, of a catechism answer. 
Then after that, you want to begin to review the catechism questions and answers that they've already done in the past. And this can be actually quite quick if they have um, spent some time memorizing these things and it really comes quickly to them, then you can plow through many answers in a short period of time. And the thing about this that's so important is that that repetition of going back to the old things is gonna keep it in their uh, minds uh, for the long-term memory, but also it's very satisfying for them to be able to have that successful uh, completion of their task as you give them those questions, they nail the answers, you congratulate them for that, that that gives them encouragement to continue with the work of catechesis. So the uh, fifth uh, tip is to review old answers. Uh, number six, a little bit daily. Um, I think it was Archibald Alexander when he was talking about uh, the, the practice of, of catechizing, he says, little bit at a time, often repeated. And um, so, yeah, I mean, just a l little bit at a time. It doesn't have to be overwhelming. You don't have to say we're going to memorize 10, you know, in one day or anything like that. And, but it often repeated. And what I've noticed, maybe the first day where I'm, where I'm introducing a catechism, sometimes it can be mentally taxing, especially maybe if the phrasing is a, little, a, a bit complicated, if it's a bit longer, if it has words in there that are complicated. So the, the first day can sometimes be a little bit frustrating for the child, but also for the, the parent who's catechizing as well. Uh, it can be a little bit frustrating. But but I've noticed that maybe we'll just come back to it later. And, but just that time of rest, and you go back to that, even though they were having some problems the, their, their first pass through, going back, now they've, they've gotten much more, and then you go back again later on, and they just really get it. So sometimes you just need the slow and steady, um, repeating often, maybe spend five to ten minutes on it. it. It doesn't need to be a whole blown, you know, this whole hour we're gonna catechize. That would be just mentally draining. Yeah. So just small bites and go back to it, repeat it, and then you'll be surprised on how, how much they get each time you go back to it. Well, the uh, seventh tip for us is to integrate your catechesis with uh, your devotional rhythms in your family. I think that there is a fear, and it's an, I think an unfounded fear, but there can be a fear that people have of simply learning doctrines without um, recognizing that those doctrines are uh, part of our worship and our piety toward the Lord. And so I'd really encourage you, it doesn't have to be all the time, but to make that a regular part of your family worship that's in, it's being done in conjunction with your Bible reading, your praying, your singing, because that's going to help the children to just understand deep down in their bones that learning the doctrines of the faith and reciting and recounting the doctrines of the faith, it is itself worship. It is acclamation of our God and what he has done for us, and that pleases God. And so we believe, therefore, that the catechetical process is the thing that brings him glory, just in the very similar way of reading the Bible and praying and singing. But the confession of faith is also something that uh, brings God glory, and it's a, a devotional practice. So our seventh uh, tip is to integrate your uh, catech catechesis with uh, your devotional uh, rhythms where you can. Number eight, utilize occasional windows of attentiveness. Mm -hmm. um, um, basically, that just means take every opportunity that you can when those opportunities 
uh, arrive. Sometimes if you're more programmatic, like I, I tend to be more programmatic. I'm like, here's, here's when we're going to catechize. And, and, and perhaps um, that, that kind of that moment on the calendar or the schedule or where we're going to catechize, uh, the children just aren't attentive or they're, it's about lunchtime or it's after lunch and they're tired or something. But taking um, opportunity where if you're in the car ride and nobody can go anywhere, but you can, you can begin questioning your children in the back and, and catechizing. If you're going to bed, you can say, what is your only comfort in life and in death? Uh, if you're if you're eating or you're um, going to uh, wait for mom or dad to, to to serve you, you can take those opportunities, those those periods of wait, those periods where your children are there, you have their attention, and then you can begin to utilize that that uh, that uh, period to to ask them basic questions, to review, to go over um, um, old ones, or maybe to introduce a new, new catechism. Our ninth tip then is to uh, have your child demonstrate their uh, learning. I think that if you're like me as a parent, it's quite common for you to have your children as they're growing up and learning things to uh, demonstrate things that they learn for grandparents, for other family members, perhaps for people at church. Your child saying the ABCs for the first time or the counting to 10. You, take a video of them counting to 10 and you send that to grandma and grandpa or something like that. Well, we should also be thinking about that with respect to uh, their catechism as well, to think of it in the same way, that this is something to be celebrated, something to be demonstrated, something they should be proud of. And so to have them demonstrate their learning in front of other people, it says that what they're doing is worthwhile and that other people um, would want to see that. And so I encourage you to do that, especially with church family, but also with your, um, your biological family as well. Uh, the 10th uh, the tip is to celebrate. You know, children love it when they meet milestones. They love it when they meet a goal. And so just to kind of um, take the opportunity to celebrate the, the achievement. I mean, memorizing a catechism is, is hard work. And so, you know, I've told my children, when you memorize the entire catechism, we will have a catechism party. It'll be like a birthday party. We'll have a cake. We'll have presents. We'll invite family. We'll invite friends over. You can show uh, forth and demonstrate the things that you've learned, and it'll be just a great, a great time, a great party. Um, and they're actually looking forward to that, and they're wondering how many more that they have left before they get to the catechism party. Uh, they want to celebrate that, um, and and I think think that's that it's helpful to to celebrate wins like that, uh, especially as they so eagerly look forward to to showing forth what they've done. And our 11th and uh, final tip here is to just simply expect good questions. This is not really a tip so much for how to go about the practice of catechesis, but it sort of is because when your kids start to do this, you're kind of opening up their world and they're beginning to think about the Christian faith. And so all of a sudden they're going to start asking questions of you when you aren't really expecting it. So they might be going to bed and they get very philosophical like my son does, or they're in the car and all of a sudden something occurs to them and they're asking you a question about Adam and Eve in the garden and they're asking you a question about Noah and the ark and things like that. And so it's, it's important to recognize that your catechetical um, duty does not stop with just the memorization, but that's really the starting point because as they begin to put the pieces of the puzzle together in their minds, questions are going to occur to them, and then they're going to be asking you questions. And so you should begin to expect that and to welcome that. 
And to even to say at times, you know, I'm not really sure about that. That question is a very good one. Maybe you then talk to your pastor, maybe you talk to an elder at your church, or just a, a learned and a trusted friend who could help. Or maybe it's simply a question where you have to tell the child, we really don't know. God hasn't told us all the details of what it means for him to be Trinity, or all the details of X, Y, and Z. And so we really have to stop because God's scripture does not speak to that particular point. But so the final tip here is to expect uh, good questions to arise. Well, this has been a um, podcast of Cincy Reformed, and we are sponsored by Westside Reformed Church. Um, you can visit all of our previous podcast episodes at cincyreformed.org. We uh, thank you for tuning in and look forward to seeing you next week.